Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to look at Jehu, King of Israel, again. We're in 2 Kings 9 and 10. We're also going to look at Hosea chapter 1. And this is the guy who God raised up specifically to carry out God's judgment against the house of Ahab and against Jezebel, evil king and his descendants, and evil queen who took the Israelites into Baal worship. And you have to listen to that devotion yesterday if you haven't yet, because it'll give you some context that's important for today. So we've got Jehu's commissioning here in chapter 9 verse 6 of 2 Kings. We read this yesterday. Let's look at it again. When he was anointed, this is what the Lord said. Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I anoint you king over the people of the Lord over Israel, and you shall strike down the house of Ahab, your master, so that I may avenge on Jezebel the blood of my servants, the prophets, and the blood of all the servants of the Lord. For the whole house of Ahab shall perish, and I will cut off Ahab from Ahab, every male, bond or free in Israel. So those are Jehu's marching orders. He goes about them with a tenacity. Jehu is a guy who is aggressive, and he's a little bit bloodthirsty, it seems like. I mean, he has no problem just waylaying people. And interestingly and amazingly, God raised him up for this purpose. So God God made Jehu the way Jehu was uh, so that he could carry out this judgment that God needed carried out on the house of Ahab. And so he he there, there's some question about if he actually did exactly what God told him to, or if he went a little bit too far. And here's where we get that. If you go to Hosea, which is another prophet further in the Old Testament, Hosea, Hosea chapter 1, verse 4, uh, the Lord is telling people who just had a son, call his name Jezreel, for in just a little while I will punish the house of Jehu for the blood of Jezreel, and I will put an end to the kingdom of the house of Israel. And on that day I will break the bow of Israel in the valley of Jezreel. So here you seem to have a contradictory message that the Lord is going to punish the house of Jehu for the blood that he shed in Jezreel, which seems directly contradictory to what we read in chapter 9. Well, how do you handle that? Well, First thing you, you decide is that there is no contradictions in Scripture. Scripture is completely true. It's completely reliable. Unfortunately, there are seminaries, there are even churches and ministries, preachers, pastors who want to try to live in this place where it's okay if some of Scripture isn't true. It's okay if there are some scripture, some contradictions in Scripture. Obviously, it's not okay because once you go down that road, you eventually end up in a place where uh, you can just make the Bible say whatever you want it to say and, and not say whatever you don't want it to say. So we're not going to go there. We're going to assume that both of these things are true. Jehu's and his house are going to be punished, according to Hosea chapter 1, for the blood of Jezreel. But the blood that he shed in Jezreel, at least some of it from 2 Kings 9 and 10, was okay. So let's go through these. We went through them earlier. First person he kills is Jehoram or Joram, the king with a bow and arrow. Not sure that one was decreed by the Lord. Ahaziah, the king of Judah, definitely was not decreed by the Lord. Jezebel was. The 70 descendants of Ahab were decreed by the Lord. The relatives of Ahaziah, the king of Judah, probably not decreed. Those who remained in Ahab or remained to Ahab's family in Samaria, probably decreed. And even killing the prophets of Baal, which sounds great because of how bad they were, there's nothing specifically in Scripture that says he was supposed to do that. So there's this 
idea that Jehu, while he was commissioned by the Lord to carry out the Lord's judgment in a way that was violent and deadly and lethal, he uh, probably went too far. Jehu's got the personality of this aggressive kind of bloodthirsty mercenary type guy. In chapter 9, verse 20, when they see somebody driving horses up toward the palace, they comment, he's driving like the son of Jehu's, like Jehu, the son of Nimshai, for he drives furiously. So you could see kind of Jehu's personality in the way that he drove. Or when he killed Ahaz, uh, Joram, or Jehoram, it says that he drew his bow back at full strength and shot Joram. Well, th- these gives you give you an indicator of the kind of kind of aggression uh, that Jehu lived with, and it is possible, even likely, that he took the decrees that God gave him and he went a little bit too far. He liked killing people maybe a little bit too much, and he went outside the specific boundaries that God gave him, and he killed people that he shouldn't have. And there's a decent chance that this is the blood of Jezreel, which Jehu's house is going to be punished for, according to Hosea 1. At the same time, 2 Kings 9 and 10 are still true because, because God did command him to kill some people which he did. So what does this all have to do with us? God has raised each one of us up for a certain purpose in this life. Purposes. He's given us certain personalities, certain skill sets, certain uh, passions or interests. And that's all fine and good. But I think we have a tendency, like Jehu, to start to make that all about ourselves. Okay, God, um, you have made me a person who is supposed to speak truth and to call out lies. I'm talking about myself right now. And so I'm wired for that. But sometimes I get into debates or conversations or or situations where I'm trying to call out lies and speak truth that God doesn't really want me to be involved in. And really, that's me kind of taking the call of God in my life and, and making it more about what I want to do with it rather than what God wants me to do with it. I thought about people who are called by God to have great wealth to support his kingdom. That's great. That's fine. Wealth can be a very good thing. We need money to, to run ministries and, and churches and the advancement of the gospel. But sometimes people who are gifted with wealth and called to be those kind of people start to make the wealth about themselves and uh, and then get in trouble. Or what about people who are called to help others, have compassion on others? That's That's a great thing. What could possibly go wrong there? Well, there are a lot of people who might be called in that direction, but but after a while, they start to make it about helping others only or about compassion only instead of using it as a platform for the sake of the gospel. These are just ideas off the top of my head. So how do we navigate this? How do we not become a Jehu in our own way? Well, we need to trust the Holy Spirit. We need to ask the Lord to guide us. One of the great things that comes from trusting Jesus Christ, the perfect sacrifice who bought uh our righteousness and who allows us to be reconciled to our creator is when we put our faith in him, we also have the Holy Spirit at work in our lives and he can guide us each day so that we stay within the parameters that God has laid out for us and don't get too carried away. Lord, would you guide us by your spirit? Would you protect us from ourselves? Even even though we are saved, even though we're forgiven by grace through faith in Christ, sometimes we can make the things that you put before us, the way that you've made us, we make that about ourselves or to suit our own desires. Lord, would we always be hedged in by your spirit so that we would only serve you in the way that you want us to serve you? Thank you for this story that reminds us of that. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. 
First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.